Welcome to Women Wake Up, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love, harmony, abundance, and joy. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues I explore on this show. On today's Divine Feminine solo episode, I wanted to discuss honoring our energy levels. We talk often about women really connecting with the moon cycles, which can kind of show us when it's a time to act and when it's a time to rest and contemplate. I know I do not always honor that, yet I do try to stay attuned and aware of my energy, of what I'm feeling open to, drawn to, in terms of how I'm spending my time, how much I'm packing into my schedule, And I wanted to just explore that a little bit of how do we honor our energies? How do we navigate crashes in energy and then get back up again and learn from it and make adjustments accordingly? So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode. Happy February. Happy Monday to everyone. You might not be listening to this on Monday, but that's when it will be released. We are now in February for sure when you listen to this, yet I am recording this episode on the last day of January. We've made it through the first month of 2024. How was it? How was your month? Have you taken some time to reflect, to explore how this year has played out so far in this first month, what have been some themes, some surprises, things that are working, things that are on your mind, things that were surprising. Sometimes it's nice to take it in little bites, one month at a time to do a little review and check in. I wanted to talk today, sort of on that note, about navigating and being aware of our energy levels. I know that I have two speeds and that's about it. I'm either going 100 miles an hour full steam ahead or I am crashing and burning. That may sound a bit dramatic, yet it's fairly accurate in terms of how I operate. I've shared before that I have a stellium in Virgo, (laughs) so my, my brain is constantly wired to be planning, to be executing ideas, concepts, what I need to do. I remember once my mom said to me, I was telling her that I was making plans for something. And she said, Whitney, you make plans to go to the bathroom. (laughs) I said, how do you know that? (laughs) Because I do. If I'm sitting down watching TV, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Then I'm going to go get something to drink. Then I'm going to go do this. I, I always am making plans. And the same amount of effort and force goes into when I'm 
executing those plans. I go, 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 go until I hit a wall and then I crash and then I get back up again and do it all over. And I'm sharing this because I know I'm not alone. I've spoken with many women. I've had several female friends, good friends of mine, who when I share this with them say, yeah, I get it. I hear you. And I think it's the mentality that a lot of women have adopted because we have been left with handling and being responsible for many things in day-to-day life, in households, in families. When we have a job, we often just get used to doing everything, to feeling like we have to do everything because otherwise it might not get done. And oftentimes it won't. So we just get used to having to carry all the weight ourselves until like the 10 of wands in tarot, the load becomes too heavy and we finally just collapse. Like I just talked about crashing and burning. And I know for me, which again, I think a lot of people can relate is that I definitely developed that mentality of I have to do this all on my own. And again, with the Virgo in me, it's I have to do it so that I can get it done right. I can try to delegate and ask other people to do things. And I feel this anxiety. I feel worried like, oh, oh, but okay, that's not what I really thought. Okay, just just let me do it. There's actually, (laughs) I saw a meme on Instagram for Virgos that said Virgo. And it said a Virgo saying, oh gosh, I always have to do everything myself. And then in the slide next to it, it said, oh, forget it. Just let me do it. You're not doing it right. (laughs) And that's it, right? I complain about having so many responsibilities and everything I have to do. And then if I ask someone to help me out, I feel uncomfortable whether or not it will get done how I want it to get done. So obviously a Virgo's challenge in life is to let go of control. Yet that's also just common for women to feel like, no, just let me handle this right? Women also often step in to say, let me handle this. Men and the mas- masculine is is sort of seen and known for being the, the ones who make things happen and innovate. But when it comes down to it, I don't, I often see that men have a tendency to just sort of be a little bit not as attuned to details and attuned to follow through and just do the big things. But just rely on other people to follow behind them and clean up after them and take care of the things that they don't see. That was definitely what I grew up with in my household where yes, my dad was the one who earned a living for our family, but he was so, (laughs) he's so reckless and disorganized and he's very messy and he just leaves in his wake just a a path of destruction in terms of never cleaning up after himself, never addressing things that need to be addressed. And my mom would just walk behind him and just fix everything for him. And so I saw that and I got used to that. And although I have spent most of my life being independent and on my own, so I don't follow after somebody else, but I instead build a lot into my own life because I am very ambitious and I've always been very driven and had big goals. So I put all this stuff on my plate and I do every single aspect of each of those plates and then I fall over, keel over with exhaustion. (laughs) So I'm talking about managing energy levels, how to respond to and navigate crashes and how to use those crashes to then reevaluate what you're taking on 
and how it's working for you. To give an example, I have gotten busy this year already. And I was asking for it. I have been praying and hoping that things will begin to pick up. And I've been getting the Eight of Wands a lot in Tarot and the Chariot, which are both cards of movement, of fast action, communication. And that's been going on. Yet, as they say, be careful what you wish for, because you might just get it, with growth, with increased pace comes increased responsibilities and more things to tend to. I remember about two years ago at this time, it was December of 2021, I had just started my podcast six months earlier and I got my first two emails with people asking to be on the podcast. And I was jumping up and down. I was so excited. I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe people want to be on my podcast. Like, that's so great. I was like, and I thought, this is so wonderful. Like, it's really taking off and I can't wait to have more of this. Fast forward now to two years later and I have way more inquiries for people who want to be on my podcast than I could ever handle or accommodate. And I spend so much time responding to them and scheduling intro calls and then recording and then scheduling a time to record and then researching about them and watching their past videos. So it takes up a lot of time. And I love doing my podcast. It's the most attuned thing to my life's work that I do. My individual work is absolutely sacred and is a part of it as well. But speaking has always been very important to me. I don't know why. It's definitely a part of my soul path. It's definitely a part of what I believe is sort of my mission here is to speak, communication, broadcast. If you know about human design, I think it's related to that. So we get what we ask for and we find ourselves a bit overwhelmed. We at times feel very energized and ready to take on the day and take on everything. That was the kind of day I was having yesterday. I thought, okay, I can. I have this to do. I have this to do. I was crossing off everything off my to-do list, which again, for a Virgo, is just ecstasy, that checking off of list. I think we all like that though, right? A good checking off of the to-do list, getting things done. And I did it all. I got it all done, but I ended up being up so late because what also happens is that energy builds and then I can't sleep. So I stay up responding to every email and sending out messages and just generating energy. And I went to bed feeling like I can't wait to wake up in the morning because I want to see what is this day going to bring? Because I will say for this year, I don't know who else is feeling this, but every day has been a bit surprising. Every day has brought different communication, different facets, aspects of what's kind of unfolding. And it's been really cool. But then I woke up and I was just in a fog. My energy had dropped. I felt drained wouldn't you know, (laughs) because I had expelled all that energy yesterday. And everybody manages it differently. I will say that the, the ebbs and flows of a business owner or entrepreneur or somebody who's doing personal pursuits is a bit different than somebody who's working the nine to five, the employment path, because I walked that path for a long time. And I was, had the same mentality. I would, again, would try to take on everything myself. I'd be really good at getting certain, certain things done. But my problem was attention to detail. So I would push and push and push to get as much volume of things done. And people would come back to me and say, you missed this or that. And I would get so mad. 
that's one of my shadow aspects is I don't like being corrected <laughs> when I've like put something on the line, right? Like especially if I put a lot of effort into something and someone's like, oh, you forgot. You put the time wrong in this invitation you sent out. And I'll be like, oh, what? <laughs> so we all have our things. And I remember I was working in an office, an office once. This was when I had gotten all of my hours in order to get licensed as a therapist. And I took a full year off of direct clinical work because I was burnt out. I mean, talk about just pushing way too hard. I was working like 50, 60 hours a week. I was in the office on the weekends. There was no boundaries. There was no nine to five. I was working late into the evening, seeing clients in person and having phone calls and all of that. It's just, it was full force. It, it's boot camp when you're an associate becoming a therapist. And I'm sure many of you know that in different lines of work where you go through those years where you feel like you're just well, you, where you feel like you're just on the clock working all the time. And so you if you know that, you can probably relate to those feelings where sometimes you feel like a warrior and you're ready to take on the day and you can do it, you can do it until you can't. And then you have those days where you collapse and maybe you sob in your car. <laughs> I know some of you had those days. I'm sure you've had so many times when I was employed, I would just have to go to my car during my lunch break and sob because I was exhausted. I was exhausted and oftentimes I wasn't where I wanted to be. I was working in a place that I didn't like. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I've had so many of those days. And that's a different kind of draining energy because it's one thing to be working towards your dream and to feel overwhelmed and exhausted and not sure if you're taking the exact right steps. And it's another thing to be employed at a position that you really don't care about, that isn't your soul's work, that you don't feel passionate about, that you don't really feel invested in or care about. And unfortunately, we've created a society and a world where our belief that we hold very true and live around and have built a society around is that we have to earn a living, that we do not have the luxury of just showing up here and enjoying life the best we can. No, no, no. We are taught from the moment we're born that you better hustle. <laughs> you get into kindergarten right now and then keep keep in there in the school system so you can earn a living someday. All right. Sorry. So I went, went off on a tangent there. Bringing it back, I was mentioning that when I had this job, in between getting my hours and getting licensed, I took a year for what I hoped would be a reprieve from all that overworking, long hours stress to take a break and then start studying for my exam and take my licensure exam. And that went well. I Within a year, I was licensed. The job I took, however, was stressful in a different way. I was doing more administrative work as the intake call coordinator for a children's health council. It was a beautiful, amazing place. It was the healthiest workplace I'd ever been in, in terms of lovely people, beautiful humans doing incredible work. It was just fantastic. However, the job was very <laughs> demanding and was very volume heavy in terms of how much we were responsible for. And it was me and one other girl who had been there years longer than I had. I had just gotten there and she had already been in this role with somebody else. And it was just the two of us. And we were taking all the incoming calls with people who had kids who needed services from us. And we were sort of the middle person to educate and inform 
the parents who called about our services and connect them with the right people. And they were excited to have me because I actually had clinical background and not everybody in this role had it. So I ended up taking most of the calls and just being with the mentality, the work mentality that I have, which is get everything done by the end of the day and don't leave anything hanging because it's one of my pet peeves is to leave something hanging. It's really hard for me to leave a message not responded to or to say that I'm going to do something and not follow through with it. Yet coworkers, as I'm sure you guys have been here, some people don't feel the same way. It's kind of like in school where you have a school group project. And if you are that sort of workhorse that's going to get things done, people will very willingly sometimes let you do all the work. And that's what ended up happening in that situation. So fast forward towards almost a year of this where I felt like I had been doing twice the work that my partner was doing in this position and nobody noticed. And our supervisor gave both of us a hard time when something didn't get done. And I always was biting my tongue not to say, excuse me, but I have done most of the the calls and the follow throughs with this and you're going to get mad at me for something. I'm offering this because at one point after being there almost a year, my coworker on this team finally said, because I had gotten sick and I was out of the office and everything fell apart. Things were not getting done. Things fell through the cracks. And my coworker, when I came back, was so overwhelmed and was crying. And she said, you know, our supervisor is mad at us because not everything was done. But she said, nobody can get that much done. She's like, only only you can do that. I don't know how you do it, but somehow you're, you have been able to keep on top of everything, but it's just not possible. And I could not believe it. I felt so validated finally for the first time. And even though it was just sort of in passing and it really wasn't a compliment, she was just, she was in her own frustration and saying, you know, this wasn't actually, she shouldn't be expected to do this much work and that just because I do. But it made me realize like, okay, I'm I'm not crazy. I, I do tend to take on the burden of, of a load if nobody else will do it. So this goes out to all those other warriors and soldiers out there that it's okay to not carry everything. And also it's okay for something not to get done if you feel like the responsibility and weight has been placed completely on you. That's what I had to learn was how to throw up my hands and stop getting mad at other people who weren't putting in the effort and to just back off myself and say, okay, well, let's see what happens. So my point is this. We learn to carry the weight. We learn to push through. And then the the art of unlearning that and finding balance is what we strive for the rest of our life. The first half of our life, we're just trying to make our way and do our best and figure out how to get to what we think we're supposed to get to. And then once we actually find a path, we have to realize how to navigate it in a sustainable and balanced way. It's a big part of why I do Women Waken and what I want to create is continuing to expand and encourage and spread this message that there is another way. We don't have to live this way anymore. We created the parameters around which we live, which dictate that you work to earn a living. And we can recreate it. And I don't know exactly how that looks yet, but I know it exists. And I'm sure many of you do as well. Those of you who maybe have claircognizance, a clear knowing, clairvoyance, where you can see 
you see another world. I've been having more visions like that. I spoke to that in a recent episode. I've been having visions of a new way, a new world, a new society, a new earth where it's so much more relaxed and balanced and there's not this intensity. And I personally, one of my strong beliefs is that things such as addiction and depression and suicide do not exist inherently in a world that allows people to more freely exist and not feel so much force and pressure to do certain things in exact ways. We live with so much pressure on us. And again, my heart goes out to those out there who are working within a job that they do not feel aligned to and sometimes cry in your car and feel drained by. And it's not even your dream. It's not even your dream pursuit. My heart goes out to you. And if you have a dream and if you have a passion and you want to live it, I promise you, you can. Even if it feels impossible, there's nothing that's impossible. And it may be slow and steady steps, but there's always steps you can take towards your dreams. So I went up on a tangent a bit, but bringing it back to what I was sharing, because again, I feel it might be relevant. So yesterday went full force. Today I wake up in a fog. I have a whole list of things. Once again, appointments, calls, Zooms I have to do, recordings, and I'm just not feeling it. And I had been telling myself exactly what I just mentioned, which is just take one little small step. No need to rush it. No need to sprint. But I started sprinting. (laughs) So today I was feeling the effects of that and I had my first two calls and they were fine, but my energy wasn't quite there and I was feeling pretty drained and wouldn't you know, there was some divine intervention. I went to go turn on my teapot and I have a gas stove. So I was on the phone while I turned it on and I wasn't paying attention and I turned it on put the tea, had the teapot on it, turned it on and went back to sit on the couch. A few minutes later, I realized it smelled like gas and that the tea still wasn't boiling. And I went over and I had just turned the igniter on and not, it hadn't actually lit. So gas was just coming out (laughs) into my kitchen living room and I was still on my call. So I was trying to remain calm and I wasn't thinking. So I when I turned on the light, I lit it. And thank God it wasn't a big burst of fire from all the gas that had been expelled in the space. It just lit, but it still smelled like smoke. And I realized, oh, you should probably get the fuck out of here. So like, so I ran outside and wrapped up my call. I had my dog outside with me. I kept the doors open. I quickly Google, what do you do when there's gas leaking from your house? And of course, Google says, get out immediately and, you know, don't go back for three days and (laughs) all this stuff and call the fire department. And I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure I don't have to do that. But (laughs) it was was quite a scene. I was just outside on the deck. Mind you, it's upstate New York. So there's snow outside and it was about like 30 degrees. And I was in my slippers, (laughs) pajamas, and my poor dog was very confused. And so we sat out and I texted my friends, a few friends. And here's another thing. I always find it interesting that we all have different aspects of certain characteristics. Like I I would say overall, I'm a fairly brave and courageous person. I can travel the whole country by myself without a blink of my eye, total trust. I can take big risks. I can speak in front of crowds. 
But anything happens to me physically <laughs> and I am like a five-year-old and I'm like, what's going to happen? Am I going to be okay? Do you think I'm dying? Do you think I could have done permanent damage? I do not handle physical things well. <laughs> so I'm sitting out there texting friends asking if I'm going to die because there was gas leaking into my space for about two minutes. And a few friends were like, no, you're going to be fine. I just did that the other day. Just, you know, open the doors and stay outside for a while. So I opened the doors and then I remembered that I had been listening to a reading just that morning while I was waking up, getting my day started. And the reader said, you might need to clean out the space. She said, wherever you're living right now, you need to just clear out the air, the energy in that space. And I remember thinking, yeah, well, you know, I saged when I moved in. And I feel like this was kind of a bit of an assist to be like, oh, no, no, you need to actually get some real airflow through here and get it out. So <laughs> when it was safe to come inside because it no longer smelled like gas and it had dissipated, I opened every single window in my house, opened the doors in the middle of winter in upstate New York <laughs> with snow outside. And my dog and I got about five blankets and cuddled up on my couch while I waited for the air to get cleared out. <laughs> and I canceled the rest of my day. I was supposed to do a recording. I was supposed to have other calls. And I just realized that my energy was not up for that. My energy was in a place of needing to acknowledge that I had crashed and acknowledge that I was pushing a little too hard. I was putting too much on my plate and I needed to reevaluate how I was scheduling my time. This is the benefit of breakdowns. This is the benefit of crashing. It enables us and allows us to reevaluate and take a look at what's not working. When we get a big burst, a big push of activity in our lives, of new things coming into our lives, it can be exciting, but we need to learn how to manage it. And sometimes we get so much all at once that we just kind of keep trying to attend to everything and then we just want to go run and hide in a hole. Another thing that it allows you to see is that no matter how strong that female inner strength that says, I can do it all, I got this, I can manage it, just let me handle it, we are not meant to be a lone soldier, a lone wolf trying to fight this battle and take the burden all on our own backs. We're meant to lighten the load, to work with others, to figure out balance. And that's what I want to really focus on and offer in this episode. I had to realize today that I need to adjust. Adjustments are needed. I need to not just sprint on some days and collapse on others. And I'll admit, I don't know that I'll ever do that fully. I think there's also something to say for riding the wave of a high peak of energy. As I said in the intro that they say to follow the energy of the moon and sometimes in the full moon, you are more energized and you can take on more. But just be mindful of how you're setting yourself up for the long term is I think what it's really about. For example, what I'm recognizing is I'm feeling growing pains, right? I'm getting more coming in. I'm getting expansion happening and you need to act accordingly. 
I'm realizing I'll probably need to get an assistant at some point and I need to have someone help me with my scheduling and I need to cut back on direct phone calls and see what more can be done through emails rather than having to schedule time to talk. So different things that I'm recognizing I can't do it all the way I wanted to, the way that I could at a lower volume. And any person who experiences success can attest to that, that even though they may have wanted to have that personal touch live on through their work, it's just not sustainable or possible when certain people reach a certain level of success or expansion. It's just not there. So we grow and we learn to adapt. And it can be challenging. I know for me, I, I still don't have a lot of things in place. I'm in between the work that I've been doing before and the work I'm moving into now. I still haven't created a full solid home base, even though I'm recognizing that I do think that I'm making it official and I'm going to be in New York. I'm going to be a New Yorker, that New York is my new home at least for their foreseeable future, I, I believe at least for a few years. And this was confirmed, validated by a few calls I had yesterday where I mentioned that I was in New York and they either said, oh, me too, or oh, I was just there last week, or oh, I keep having events in New York. I keep coming to New York. Something's bringing me to New York. New York is where it's at. And I know it always has been, but I'm not just talking about New York City. Like all of the whole upstate New York, this, there's something about the energy here. It's really powerful. And I don't know if you guys remember, but a few weeks ago, I talked about a video on YouTube, a channeling transmission that this woman did, Jocelyn Starfeather, the Sacred Planet channel on YouTube of the next or the past 80,000 years. And she mentions that what was expressed during the transmission, one part of it was that there were ancient civilization, there was an ancient civilization built where New York is now. But it was so long ago that, that the remains of that city, of that civilization, are way miles below our current surface. But that energy still lives on, right? So that's something. There's some kind of energy. There's sacred wisdom that's wanting to be unearthed here. So if you're feeling the call to New York, there might be a reason for that. You might be ready to move on your spiritual path in that direction. Anyways, managing our energy levels, navigating crashes is a part of everyone's life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are a mother, have a family, whether you are employed and have a very demanding job, whatever it is, we all have to learn our own internal system of how can we manage this. What helps us? I know for me today, after I was done cuddling on the couch with my dog with all the doors open, I was still so cold that I thought, okay, I need to get in the bathtub. I need to take a nice hot bath and just take some time to consider what adjustments are needed, how I can avoid a crash like this in the future, and also just kind of relax my nervous system because I was pretty stressed out. And I did, and I felt better. And then after my bath, I realized I hadn't eaten anything, so I had a snack. Sometimes we have to treat ourselves like a little kid, you know, when a little kid just needs like a snack and a nap because they just had a big tantrum. That's us still sometimes. 
We just need like some comfort, maybe a nice bath, maybe get cozy in bed, take a nap, have a little snack. We're good to go. We all need some gentle touch. When we do have these crashes, it is often the, the little child in us that says, this is too much. You're asking too much. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm cold. Whatever it might be. And we need to listen and say, okay. But so often we ignore that voice. I had a beautiful guest on last year who wrote the book, Wise Little One, Jana Wilson. And she talks about how she learned to always consult with and listen to her inner child before making decisions. Because she found that whenever she tried to drown that voice out, that scared inner child that was reluctant or frightened or unsure about how they were proceeding, that things didn't turn out well, that she had to honor that inner child first. So when we have a crash in energy, we need to check in with our inner child too and say, okay, I realize I pushed too hard. I neglected my own needs. I need to do some self-care. I need to tend to myself. And then I need to reevaluate. And again, my heart goes out to those of you who don't have that time because you have your own kids and because you have to work a certain job for certain hours and you can't always bow out. And it, again, to me, just seems so unnatural and is not the way of the future because every human deserves to be able to take space for their own well-being when they need to. So do it any way you can. Go cry in the bathroom. Go cry in your car. Call in sick. Take the space you need and allow those breakdowns to be a timeout, a break from your regular schedule so that you can reevaluate. If you're like me and suddenly you find your life speeding up, things are coming in at a faster pace, take the time to say, okay, one, I don't have to do it all. I don't have to respond to everything today. Two, how can I start to delegate this? What are the next steps? Right? My dream, my ultimate dream is to make Women Waken into an organization, into a broader business that has many beautiful offerings. Well, that pie in the sky idea, that castle in the clouds has a stairway leading up to it. It's time to take those next steps. And that's exciting. I'm excited about it. But as I learned the hard way <laughs> and almost gassed myself, through is that I have to slow down. I have to be mindful of how much I'm pushing myself. I have to be mindful of when I have an energy drop because really what I could have done is when I woke up, I could have just canceled all my calls because the reality is that those calls could have been rescheduled. But I said, no, I can't just, I have to push through it. I have to do it. And then it really wasn't very fair to those people who I did talk to because I wasn't fully present. I was feeling drained, but I am glad that after my breakdown and near gassing, <laughs> that I had made the choice to cancel the events for the rest of my day to take care of myself. And now once I'm done recording this, I'm going to go to the gym to walk and get out and move a bit, move some of that energy out. And I always do a lot of good thinking when I'm working out about, okay, what can be adjusted? What can be shifted? So Again, this is just a little offering. We're all in this together. I have talked to so many of my beautiful, amazing listeners, and many of you are hardcore, badass women who are looking to pursue your dreams. And I think that's fantastic. And I am cheering you on so hard. But we all also have to help each other out to get there, 
so that we don't fall and keel over on the battlefield and say, I'm out, go on without me, I can't go any further because we've pushed ourselves too hard. We ran out of steam in the first mile. We wanna be helping each other along, giving each other tips, encouraging each other, inspiring and validating each other that it's okay to slow down for a while. It's okay to pump the brakes. It's okay to do this very slow and steady. I did a beautiful reading for one of my listeners this week and she got the turtle as her spirit animal and it said slow and steady wins the race and I said this message could be for all of us right now because anyone who's beginning their spiritual path it's a divine path and divinity always unfolds in its own time there's no rush here so let's help each other out let's remind each other hey are you needing some rest Are you needing to just take a break today? Are you needing to cut back on your schedule? Do you need to delegate some things? Recognize when your energy is peaking and when it's falling. If you're having a good energy day, then good, go with it. But try not to use that as a reason to pile it on, right? Like, well, I might as well just start doing stuff that's not due till later because then I'll be ahead of the game. And then you're going to end up like I was yesterday. I tried to get three days worth of stuff done in one day. But how does that help me when now it knocked me out? for today. So just offering that, remembering the importance of connecting with our divine feminine nature, which is all about balance, balance, harmony, and not rushing. Divine feminine is all about patience. It's strong as hell. There's no question about that. Strong is not the same as force. Strong is not the same as rushing and pushing something. Strong is in the long haul. Strong is a strong message, a strong fortitude of I know, I know this is going to happen. So I don't concern myself with sprinting and racing to get it all done now and proving that I can get all the tasks on the to-do list checked off. Take a breath, connect with your inner being, with that beautiful heart of yours. Check in with your body. How is it feeling? Check in with your inner child. How is it doing? Check in and say, do you need a nap? Do you need a bath? Do you need a snack? Do you need a day off? Do you need a cut back? And then help others who are walking with you. On that note, I sent out messages to a lot of people who have followed me on Instagram. I'm going to start offering a weekly Women Waken women's group where we can gather together and bring to these meetings our current challenges our current inquiries, what we're needing support on, what we're needing some guidance on, and explore that together. I've done these groups for years, and it started out with just friends of mine that I invited over. Back, This was back in 2019 in person was when I had my first group in my little studio in Palo Alto, California, my 300-square-foot converted garage, which is where Women Waken was born, by the way in a Silicon Valley garage where so many beautiful things first started, (laughs) big things. And every single time, it was such a beautiful and fascinating conversation. And when COVID hit, I moved it online. And every, I did it every other week for two years. Sometimes it was friends. My friends told their friends. And now I'm really turning it over to be an offering to the Women Waken community, which are those who have found me through my podcast, 
who feel inspired by my messages, by the focus of Women Waken, to come and feel facilitated and supported and to start meeting other people who are also on this journey, on this spiritual path of connecting with their divine feminine and bringing forth your vision and moving into your gifts and your divine future. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful. And now I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull a tarot card today. Usually I go for the oracles, but today I just saw my tarot and I thought, you know, it's been a while. Let's see what tarot card wants to come out for the collective for this episode. Let's see, let's see. One, two, three. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got the tower. I got the tower, you all. You know what this is telling me? This kind of reminds me of, I think I've shared, but when I was living in Bend last year and I was making plans to stay and then I got a message that said, if you don't leave, you'll be forced out, which is essentially the same thing as a tower. The tower is divine intervention. When you're stuck in something, when you are so focused on getting a certain thing done in a certain way, sometimes divine intervention will come through and say, no, you can't work 60 hours a week. Bam illness, injury, bam, knocked out, can't work for a while. And this is just kind of saying that another thing to keep in mind is that if we don't keep the balance, the universe will. Because the universe is always working to keep things in harmony and in balance. So we need to be aware of where is a tower moment building in our life? Where can you suddenly recognize that you're trying to force something or avoid something? right? Like for me, right now, I'm still kind of trying to do everything myself, everything myself. And what happened to me today, I felt overwhelmed and dropped everything because I can't do it all. And it's a bit of a tower moment. So this message is that this whole concept of this episode is to help you avoid the tower because the tower is lingering around you. I'm going to say that. If you're listening to this, there's a good chance that there is a tower that's like sort of hovering around you because the tower will hover around you and warn you, right? It'll say, hey, just so you know, if you keep going, like that card I got or that message I got before leaving Bend, I was warned. It said, if you keep pushing this, if you try to stay here longer than you're meant to, something is going to happen that's going to force you out of here if you don't get out of here yourself. And that was enough for me. I said, okay, I don't, I don't want to see what that is. <laughs> like what? What is that going to be? Is it going to be like a stampede? It's going <laughs> to rush me out of my house. So this year is exciting, you guys. I've said that. Big things are coming. Be proactive. Look around you right now and, and look for where a tower moment might be building. Where can you see that things are getting a little precarious? And if you don't address it now, it's going to address you. And something's going to happen to shift you more into balance with what you're meant for, what's going to be more sustainable, what's more in harmony. So so nobody really likes to see the tower. I mean, I, I actually like the tower quite a bit. It can be a great thing. Sometimes it's like a shocking thing where it's like, oh my gosh, I just got this job offer and I'm going to move. Or, oh my gosh, this person reached out of nowhere and they said this, that, and the other thing. So it can be good, but often it's kind of an unpleasant jolt that ultimately is always for our highest good. And down the line in the future, you'll say, oh, huh, what do you know? I'm actually really grateful that happened because otherwise I wouldn't have gotten out of that job or gotten out of that rut or addressed my health or healed this wound that I was trying to ignore. So look around your life. Where are you not listening to your energy levels? Where are you trying to push too hard? 
Where are you not taking breaks? Where are you not delegating? Where are you needing support and not trying to go at all? Full force, full steam ahead on your own. Have balance. Find your peace every day. Self-care, tend to yourself. Ask yourself, what are you needing right now before the tower moment comes in? All right, everybody. I hope this was helpful. Have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.